G'day there, Jess here. Welcome back to the podcast for another week. It's awesome to have you with me. Today, we've got an Etsy episode for you. Well, not specifically. I am talking about sales that I've made on Etsy, but we're talking more broadly about one particular aspect of selling online, and that is the idea of reproducible products. And I'm going to get into why it's so important to consider and focus on selling reproducible products. If you are selling online, that is what today is all about. But before we get into that announcement time, it's that time again. Setup Shop is happening. It starts February the 21st. If you want to join me for 30 days, I'll take you through a system to set up a stellar online shop for your handmade goods. And it's very, very affordable, much less than $100, especially if you're in the US at the moment with the exchange rate. It's going to cost you somewhere around the $60 mark, which is insane value, to be honest. Um, I started this course almost 10 years ago and obviously update it every time I run it. Uh, and when I first started it, I was very keen to keep it extremely affordable because I wanted to reach more people and help more people rather than only help people who could afford to spend a thousand dollars on a course. So that is why setup shop is so affordable. It's because of what I want to do and who I want to help. So if you want to come and join me for that, that would be fantastic. You can do so over at createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop. You'll find all about the course there. Heaps of testimonials from happy customers and students who've taken it in the past. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I still to this day, I'm excited every time I run setup shop because I see how much it helps people. And I've had so many students who've done amazingly with their businesses, you know, who've turned it into their full-time job, uh, who've made thousands upon thousands of sales and made a new life for themselves. So that's the power of something like this to change your life. And I hope that if you either want to start a shop and haven't yet, or you've got a shop that's just not going anywhere and you want to revamp it and make sure you're not doing the wrong things, that's who Setup Shop is for. So if that is you, Setup Shop is for you. It doesn't matter what venue you sell on. You can sell on Etsy, you can sell on Shopify, you can sell on Squarespace or WordPress, doesn't matter. It works no matter what. So if you want to join me, Head on over, check it out, and uh, I hope to see you in the course. We've already got a bunch of people signed up saying hello, introducing themselves in the Facebook group, uh, ready to start a new course. All right, so I think that's all the announcements I have for you. Oh, no, one more. <laughs> um, I also just wanted to give you a heads up as to what's happening in the Thriver Circle this month. If you're new here and you don't know what that is, it's my membership community for makers. This month I'm running a workshop on how to choose the best venue to sell online. Uh, I forget it was a good time to do that. It's kind of in line with running Setup Shop. So uh, yeah, that is the workshop that is happening in the circle this month. I do have a YouTube video about this coming up, uh, sort of. I talk, I've got a YouTube video coming up comparing Etsy and Shopify if you're not sure about which way to go with that. Uh, but this workshop will be much more in depth than that and it will cover lots more venues and kind of really dig into what you need to think about and look for when it comes to deciding where you want to sell online. So that's what that workshop. And if you're not a member, you can check it out over at thrivercircle.com. That is where you can find out what the circle is all about and become a member if you'd like to join us. A bunch of people have joined. Welcome to all the new members who've joined us so far this month. And a big thank you to all the members, past and present, 
because I couldn't afford to run this podcast uh, without their support. Uh, I don't run ads on uh, this podcast. It is solely, you know, I can solely afford to do this because people buy my courses uh, and join my membership. So thank you to everybody who has done one or the other or both of those things. Uh, That is amazing. And I really appreciate you trusting me to help you on your handmade business journey. All right, let's get into this episode. Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. So, I've been selling on Etsy since 2008, and during that time, I have made over $65,000 from just one of my products, selling the same product over and over again. Why? I'm going to talk about that in today's video and I'm going to talk about how you can work on doing the same thing in your shop. So today we're going to talk about a very important element of selling online if you want to make more money selling online and that is reproducible products. So chances are when you started making it, it was a hobby. It was something you did for fun. You just made whatever you wanted to make when the inspiration struck you. And that is fine and awesome. And you should definitely keep doing that. However, when you take your hobby and turn it into a business and you want to sell what you make, you have to start thinking strategically about your products. So I see this come up over and over again. People ask me, Jess, I don't like making the same thing over and over again. It's boring. It stifles my creativity. I just want to make one of a kind items and sell them. That's all I want to do. And I say, cool, that is fine. If your your one of a kind products are really quite expensive, <laughs> like each one should be worth a couple hundred dollars, ideally, because it's a lot of work to sell online. Now, if you if you specialize and you do a lot of one of a kind work, it can't be lower priced, uh, you know, kind of on the cheap end, because you will never get out from underneath the mountain of time that it takes you to do all the other aspects of setting up and selling this thing online. What am I talking about? Okay, let me list them for you. When you sell something online, you have to not only make the product, you have to also take photos, edit those photos, and then you have to choose a name and a title. So you need to do the research to find out what the best um, words are for your title and your tags. You need to write a description, including the measurements of the product. You need to calculate a shipping cost for that product. You need to go to your e-commerce site of choice and enter all this information. That's a lot of work. (laughs) If you're just starting out and you haven't actually done this yet, you might not realize how much work that actually is. If you've been doing this for a while, you'll you'll know how much work it is to do all of this stuff for one product. It is hours of work for a product to get all this stuff done. So if you are spending hours and hours and hours and hours making something, then spending hours and hours and hours and hours doing all this work to list that thing, how much are you going to have to charge for it to actually make a profit from that thing? Okay, this is the crux. This is the breaking point here. This is why selling only one of a kind things online, unless they are high end expensive things is not going to be profitable in the long run. It's just not possible. It's yeah, like I said, I just want to reiterate this. If you are selling stuff that is hundreds of dollars that didn't take you hundreds of hours to make because you still have all this other work, then maybe, okay, 
If you are really, really stuck on just doing one of a kind, I strongly recommend you sell via markets or wholesale or consignment or at galleries instead, because in that case, you just have to make the thing and you're giving it to someone else or you're going to a market to sell the thing. And that potentially makes it a profitable way of living for you. Okay. So if you're doing this process over and over every single time you make something, it's a hell of a lot of work. Whereas if you only have to do it once and you can sell that same product over and over again, that is where you start making real money. So that is what creating reproducible products are all about. Like I said, I, there's one product in my shop that I have sold so many times that we've made over 65,000 Australian dollars from selling this product just in our Etsy shop. I'm not actually including where I've sold, sold it elsewhere, which is m multiple other venues. I just did the maths on the Etsy shop sales alone. Okay. I think we've been selling this ring since about 2012. I should have checked, but I didn't check. It's definitely been pretty much almost a decade that we've been selling this one particular product. And why have we sold this so many times? Honestly, who knows really? I mean, I think it's got an excellent photo. I think it's got a simple design that's just a little bit different enough that it catches people's eye and people enjoy it. So they keep buying it over and over again which is fantastic. And you'll find as your business grows and develops that you will hit on these mag kind of magic products that just are the right product for the right market and they will sell like hotcakes and you'll find you have other products that just sit there and do nothing. This is pretty normal. I think if you serve, did a survey of people who have successful uh, Etsy shops, you'd probably find that for those who do reproducible products, uh, probably, probably I'd say 20% or so of their uh, products make like 80% of their money. So it's that 80, 20 rule, you, you know, we definitely make the majority of our income from like, say about 20 of our products. And I have like a, almost 200 products in my shop. Some of them sell over and over and over again. Some of them almost never sell. So it's just about putting stuff out there until you find the product that people want and they keep buying. So the next time you make something, the question I want you to ask yourself is, can I make a near exact perfect replica of this over and over again? Because if so, you found yourself a reproducible product. Now it doesn't have to be exact depending on the product. Like it might be a bag with a print, you know, printed fabric. The print's not going to be in exactly the same place every single time. That's okay. You just have to put a disclaimer in your description saying, you know, the photos show an example of this product. The print positioning might be a little bit different. So think about that. You know, if you're using gemstones or, you know, stones of some description in your jewelry, same thing. You just put a disclaimer saying uh, the example photograph might not be the exact stone you receive. It may have slightly different colorations or um, markings or whatever. Okay. And you just make that clear in your description. You can even uh, use one of your additional photo slots to show a couple of examples of that product so that they can get a feel for sort of the variation that is part of the nature of handmade. Okay. So we're making the same product, but it's still handmade. Everyone is still unique. It's still beautiful. It's still one thing made for that one person by your hands. So it don't feel like you're somehow not being authentically handmade if you're making reproducible products. It's not true. Now to get back to what I was saying about one of a kind, 
items. I'm not saying you can't ever make one of a kind items and sell them in your shop. Not at all. What I'm saying is you want the bulk of your items, your bread and butter items, as I call them, to be reproducible, the ones that sell over and over again. And so these are going to be priced properly, so not too cheap, but they're not going to be super duper expensive generally either. Then when you make one of a kind or limited edition items, you can charge more for them because they are special and unique and you're only making either one or a couple of them. So in relation to your other products, you can charge a lot more for them because of the exclusivity of those products. So you don't have to stop making one of a kind products. You just have to change your focus to focusing on making those reproducible type of products. Okay, so I have three things I want you to consider the next time you're looking at a product or looking at products you already have to see if you can make them reproducible. Number one is, do I have any products that are currently able to be turned into reproducible products? If you do, what I want you to do is obviously make sure you write down all the important details and parameters. There's nothing worse than putting something up, listing it and selling it six months later and forgetting how to make the damn thing, (laughs) right? So you want to have a place where you store all of your design specifications. I have a notebook, uh, like a sketchpad notebook, where I actually write down the like type of material, the length of material, the finish, the tools I use to make it if it's something a bit weird. Um, And sometimes I even will trace the thing. So I have like an example exactly of the right size in my sketchbook. So make sure to write down all those parameters in detail so that you can reproduce it again. And obviously you should have excellent photos of it so that you can look at those photos and go, okay, yep, that's exactly how it looks so that you can make it to look the same again. The second thing is, do I have the right materials? Okay, so do I need to rethink my materials? If you're moving to making something reproducible, you need to make sure you have enough materials to make the thing again or access to those materials and you might want to start buying materials in bulk like if you're making the same thing over and over again you don't want to be buying stuff you know you don't want to be buying your materials at retail cost if you can avoid it Uh, you want to try to buy stuff in bulk so see if there's a way that you can make sure to have enough materials and get them at a cheaper price to make it more affordable for you so related to this are two other questions the first one is can i use this same material in different designs so for example um, the earrings we have I have these ones that I'm wearing here this part of them and I'll give I have an example here of like uh, these are our streamlined earrings as well so we have like 50 different earring designs that are made from the exact same size of raw material I'll tell you it's four inches of one millimeter uh, sterling silver round wire <laughs> I just kind of challenged myself like I ended up making multiple designs with that size of material and then I challenged myself how many different designs can I come up with using a four inch piece of one millimeter round sterling silver wire and I have like 45 products now (laughs) made from that same exact size. And why that's great is because when we're making stuff and like we've got orders coming in, my husband, Nick works with me in the business and he like he'll for the earrings, create the blanks for me. So he'll cut the wire and finish the ends and then I'll come along and shape the earring, hammer them, polish them, do all that stuff. So it just makes it easier because you have the same 
kind of raw material that you're using over and over again. And then again, when you're buying it, you can buy it in bulk and hopefully get a discount on it because you're using that same material. And similarly with components or gemstones, can I use the same component in multiple designs? So um, all my necklaces use the same little lobster clasp to um, put them together. So I'm not like using heaps of different types of components. It just streamlines things and makes it simple and easier, uh, not only to buy in bulk, but also to remember uh, what I'm doing. I don't have to go, hmm, these, this necklace, what, what fastener do I use on that necklace? And then I have to go look it up. And I'm like, no, they just all have the same fastener. <laughs> it's easy. I don't have to think about it. A final point I want to leave you with here is this idea about, again, coming back to one of a kind designs. When you're starting out the beginning of your business and the beginning, and by I say the beginning, I mean, maybe the first few years of your business, you probably have a lot of energy and enthusiasm and you have lots of ideas flying and you're making new things all the time. But when business picks up and you get busy, you have less time to do this. You have less time to spend on dreaming and making new designs because you're spending more time just making the stuff and shipping it out. Okay. So by having these reproducible products, you'll get hopefully more sales coming in and you'll also build up a nice bank of products that you can sell over and over again and that will bring in new customers. And so by having those reproducible products, it gives you breathing room. If you come to a point where you hit a creative wall and you run out of ideas for a while, or you run out of inspiration for a while, it's not like your business is going to grind to a halt because you have plenty of products still to sell to people. You don't have to be constantly producing new products over and over again. Now, Obviously, this will vary to a point depending on your business model. So do you focus on bringing in new customers to sell to or do you focus on selling over and over again to the same people? If you focus on selling over and over again to the same people, then chances are you are going to be wanting to release new products regularly or it's a consumable that people come back for over and over again. Whereas if your focus is on selling to new people, it doesn't matter. Like I rarely release new designs these days, maybe once at a push twice a year, do I release a new design? And that's because I don't need to, because I'm busy <laughs> making, uh, all these reproducible products that people are buying from me every day in my shop because they're new to me. They're finding me for the first time and they're buying the product. Or I do actually still have a lot of people who come back to me and buy, say, another different pair of earrings or a different different ring or a different necklace from me. So it's not like these two things are kind completely mutually exclusive. You're probably going to have an overlap. But just think, you know, if you do have that nice bank of reproducible products in your shop, they can just keep selling and they can sell over and over again and they can keep bringing you money in even when you don't have the time or inclination to be making new designs. So as I was recording and editing this, I realized I left out a really important point if you sell on Etsy and I've since added it to the comments of my video, but since I can mess with my podcast as much as I like, I'm putting this in for you now. And that is the fact that when you sell an, a listing, a reproducible listing on Etsy and it renews itself straight away, that gives a signal to the Etsy search algorithm that someone has liked this, they've seen it, they've liked it enough to buy it, and that gives it a boost in the search. So the more a particular listing gets bought, the more it gets boosted in search. It's sort of like a positive upward spiral effect, right? So 
by having these reproducible listings that are selling, they will just get shown more and more and more and sell more and more and more. And this is why you find if you do have, like me, a shop full of reproducible items, that certain items will go through like waves of selling a lot of them uh, and then they might fall off again and then pick up again. It's because they're getting a boost in search when they're being bought and that can you know spiral upwards and cause them to be bought over and over again. And that that's exactly what happened with this ranking is that it was our bestseller for years, literally years. It would just sell over and over and over again. And that is why it's because the same listing with nothing changed was simply being renewed on Etsy and it was giving that signal to the Etsy search algorithm. Whereas when you sell one of a kind, you don't have the ability to do this. And I know some people try to game the system uh, by they sell a one of a kind item and then they renew that same listing, but they change the details. So like, which, you know, is fine if you're selling the same thing, but it's just a little bit different. So like you're selling a bag and the fab, maybe the fabric's changed a bit. Well, okay. So it's most of it's the same, but you're just up changing the photos and maybe the colors or whatever. Maybe that is, you know, okay to do, but you, you shouldn't just, you know, take a listing that, is completely unrelated. So take a one of a kind listing and then renew it, but edit and change everything to something completely different because that will, that won't work. Like, because, you know, it'll take time for the, all the new details to filter through the Etsy search. And so that'll mess with where it is in the search rankings and the search filter will pick up that everything's different. And so it will be shown to different people. Yeah. So that's not going to be a way around this really. I don't think from what I know of the search algorithm. So yeah, that is an important point here when it comes to reproducible products on Etsy is that ability for them to sell over and over, send that signal to the search that people are actually spending money on this and therefore it will give you more and more sales of that particular item. And that is one of the easiest ways to create a profitable, sustainable, full-time, potentially handmade business. Thank you so much for listening to this one. If you enjoyed the show, make sure to subscribe on whatever platform you are listening, if you haven't already. Uh, and I'd love, love, love a five-star rating or review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. You can now rate podcasts on Spotify, which is fantastic. Uh, so please do that. That would mean the world to me. I got a really nice review this week and it really made my week. So I read every single one and they mean the world to me. And if you want to join me for Setup Shop, remember it starts February 21st, 2022. You can find out more and sign up now over at createandthrive.com forward slash setup shop or one word lowercase set up shop. And I would love to help you on your handmade business journey to get uh, the handmade shop of your dreams up and running online. I'll catch you again in the next episode where I have a great interview. If you're interested at all in selling printables. That is what I'm going to be talking about in the interview coming up later this month. So uh, tune in for that one. We had a great chat. Thank you for listening and I'll be back again soon. Bye for now.